If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Guys, we are back, and the NBA Finals are here. I know it's been a while. We've been catching up with a lot of our football. Finally figured out what the finals is going to be, the Miami Heat versus the Lakers. A lot of people weren't sure if this matchup was going to be. I think before we got here, we were talking about the Clippers being the favorite, you know, the Celtics, the Bucks. But now, like I said, we're finally here, and we're jumping in with a bunch of different stuff in, in the NBA. So, Lou, why don't you start us off? Yeah, man. So let me just say this out of all the Celtics fans that are upset at me. I did pick the Heat from the jump. I knew they were going to be in the finals, but I didn't think the Lakers would be here. We'll do the Lakers keys to victory first. I don't know how you guys feel, but I think they have to get AD involved early. Get him going because that opens up everything else for everybody. They need to hit their threes when it gets kicked out. Dwight needs to play and, and probably start. Absolutely has to start and rebound for them. And they have to smother the Heat shooters. They can't let them get those open threes that the Celtics gave them. Kevin, what do you think about that? What do you think the Lakers have to do to win this series? I definitely agree about the Miami threes. I think they definitely have to do a better job of either running them off the line or just closing out and making the shots a lot more difficult. We saw in the Celtics series, I mean, they just gave up way too many wide open threes to everyone too. It wasn't just one or two guys. Everyone was getting open looks. So definitely agree about that. And definitely agree about Dwight as well, because as much as I love Bam Adebayo, you got to pick your poison. He's either going to have to cover Dwight or he's going to have to cover AD. And Frank Vogel has been starting both of these guys together. So he's going to have to figure out a way to, because Duncan Robinson, I don't know if he can handle covering either one of them. And I don't know if guys like Igudala and Crowder are big enough to cover a Dwight or an AD. So it's going to be interesting to see what Frank Vogel does as far as the LA big man matchup. But I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough series. I just hope the Lakers, I hope they don't shoot as many threes as the Celtics do because I think that Miami Heat can do that to you. I think they can rush you out of your rhythm and make you start chucking up threes. As we saw with the Celtics, they chucked up a ton of threes. And the Lakers shooters haven't been on lately. Like Danny Green has not been the Danny Green that we knew back in San Antonio and even last year in Toronto. So their sharpshooters just haven't been as hard as the Heat shooters. So as long as they don't start settling like the Celtics did and they don't let Miami control the pace of the game, I think they'll be good. When we're talking about the Lakers' keys to victory, I feel like it's a very different script than what we would probably say for Miami. Uh, you guys both made great points. I think Dwight definitely is the, the right guy to be in the starting five. I mean, that definitely presents an immediate challenge before the teams even step on the court um, if he's on there because if, if you're at three, four, and five is – LeBron, AD, Dwight. I mean, th those are some great rebounders. Um, and I feel like they've all been great compliments to each other. I think the Lakers need very consistent play from Rondo throughout this series because we saw that when he's on the court and LeBron can, can run without the ball and AD can get himself settled, I feel like the offense is, is very more dominant that way. Um, and I think LeBron has a lot of trust for a player like Rondo with his playoff experience. I mean, just the type of player that he is. But on top of that with the Lakers, I think that we are going to have to see some more consistency from guys like Kyle Kuzma. Kev, like you said, with, with Danny Green, he may not be the Danny Green from old, but just hitting those wide open shots that he gets the ball kicked out to. So I think those are important things as far as offense. And with defense, I think it's just, you know, really challenging the perimeter and putting pressure on Miami 
even when they don't have the ball? Because I feel like that's the difference from making a, a Duncan Robinson, a Tyler Hero get hot. And really, I feel like that's going to be the biggest difference in the series is the guard play for Miami. Yeah, and Steve, I agree. And for their keys, they have to limit AD. I mean, they play a zone. They're the only team left that have played a zone all playoff. And that either can kill them or make them, you know what I mean? Because if they can control the paint and smother AD down there and then get out to the shooters quick enough, they're going to, like Kev said, force them to throw up threes. And, and the Lakers aren't a top five three-point shooting team in the league. So I, the Miami Heat will definitely outdueled them in that part. Uh, they have to pressure them, have to pressure them and limit the turnovers. You can't have turnovers versus the Lakers because they have such good passes and, and they're going to play great defense. And uh, these are the two best defensive teams in the NBA still left. And, and it shows, you know, I do have the Lakers in six. I think the first game, they will struggle with the zone. The second game, probably the same, but I do think they get it done in six unless they let the Heat shoot at free will because they have depth. And I think LeBron is going to have to play uber minutes, tons of minutes to make sure that the bench doesn't let anything slip when, when the Heat send out uh, their rotation guys there. For the Heat is I think with the platoon guys of Igudala, Butler, and Crowder, I do think that's enough to cause LeBron some problems. I mean, obviously LeBron's LeBron and he's going to, you know, he's going to get his either way. But that platoon, I like that matchup a lot. As far as, you know, slowing LeBron down, I definitely think LA is going to, you know, play more of that big man ball just because of all the big men they have. And like I said, it's really only Bam out of bio out there a lot of the time. So if they can rotate those three or, three or four big men they have, I really do think it'll be a challenge. But like you said, Lou, if they can play that zone, which they play very well, we saw it against the Celtics. We saw it against the Bucks. They played extremely well. And the thing about a zone is, not a lot of teams play it, but teams that play it and play it well, it's probably the deadliest defense in basketball. You know what I mean? So it's just if they can play that zone and, like you said, smother, you know, whenever a pass gets in the paint and, and, and like I said, force LA to, to chuck up threes, then I think they'll. I, I think it'll be a lot tougher series than people expect. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Lou. I think, it's, I think it's over in five or six, but – Again, that's looking in on it now. Like if Miami comes out and plays like they played against Boston and really play that that lockdown defense, then this could be a lot different of a series. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, Igudala will be the X factor in this. He's got the experience. He's a way better in the finals. And they have a lot of guys to throw at LeBron. They can throw Jimmy. They can throw Crowder. They can throw Iggy. I mean, they can throw a lot of guys at him. So it's going to be interesting. I think he'll still get his, but I think they have to realize that they're going to have to pressure other people. So it's going to be interesting to see how they rotate guys on LeBron. And I think Iggy, man, running the second unit is a, is a match made in heaven for this Heat team. I think a lot of the success in, in the ways to win for Miami just kind of retaliate what they did to beat the Celtics in this series. They shot great on the perimeter. They played that zone defense great. And I honestly feel like they shifted kind of their defenses in between the zone and man, I don't, I don't think like they shifted that per possession. Um, but definitely throughout the game to throw some different looks that caused a, a lot of trouble for a lot of our Celtics players. And I do think that the the Heat can force turnovers on a lot of a lot of Lakers guards, um, w- which could be a, a big focal point for Miami. You know, really get a lot of points off of turnovers and points in transition, and just a lot of like I said when the Miami beat the Celtics, Tyler Hero is going to have to come out and shoot. We heard Paul Pierce, you know, give him a lot of crap because he just didn't really deserve, you know, the term a, a walk-in bucket yet. 
But I think he's playing well. And if he wants to really earn that term from Paul Pierce, whatever credentials that, that would give him to, to say that, you know what I mean? Uh, why not shut him up in the finals? I think Duncan Robinson's going to have to come out and play play big, especially on the offensive end, because we know that the defensive matchup, matchups aren't going to be there to, to really make those guys stand out. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I'll just switch over to our, our team, the Celtics, who got sent home in six. Just like Uncle Lou predicted, uh, exactly. We can go back and get that film uh, very soon. But where do we go from here with the Celtics? Uh, let's just start with Hayward. He's going to opt back in. Uh, do we want him back? I don't. I don't, but then again, I don't want to dish him too early where we're stuck. I think if we have something lined up and he's a piece, then yeah, definitely get rid of him. But I wouldn't go get rid of him and then not go sign anyone at the same time. You know what I mean? But definitely, like, if we can go get someone, I don't care if it's a rack of Spalding brand-new TF-1000 basketballs, go do it. I definitely am more on the side of get rid of Hayward rather than keep him because – you know, what did he really provide us at any of his time here? I know, sadly, it was after his injury, but that we couldn't replace in a draft pick or someone signed for millions and millions of dollars cheaper. I think a lot of it depends on maybe your expectations for a, a Grant Williams or a Romeo Langford, not saying that they're going to fill in and take that role completely, but just how the offense um, and defense change when those guys are in because. We saw that the Celtics have a lot of success, Grant Williams coming in with those guys in Kemba, Smart, Tatum, and Brown. And that that was just good for transition, you know, like I said, offensively and defensively. But I think a lot of it depends on, too, what we would replace him with because we hear the guys in the locker room, Jason Tatum, talking about how important it was getting Golden Hayward back. And I don't know if that's because they rely on him as a veteran or they kind of like his skill set a little more. But if there was ever a way that there could be a contract extension done where it wasn't, you know, $30 million and maybe it was like 12 to $15 million, I mean, I'd be all about it. I just don't know how realistic a situation like that is. Yeah, and I mean, I heard Kev say it earlier, but the Oladipo thing does make sense. I don't know how much sense it makes on the Celtic side, I guess, because I know Depot's a better player, but like, where does he fit in? Then you have multiple guys that, are forward slash guards and wings that not that they're not great shooters, but they really aren't like they can both drive to the rack. And I don't know if he's the best fit for the Celtics, but I mean, to add another guy, that's obviously a star would be great. But another thing I think is even more important for them is sure up the bench and getting some veterans and big guys. I got a couple names in mind. Uh, I want Ibaka. I would love Jeff Teague off the bench. Uh, Montrez Harold is a free agent. So that could be a huge piece for us at center. Or even someone like Jay Crowder to bring him back. Like, what do you guys think about that or, or anybody else on the radar? Yeah, Lou, I'm going to hop in because I had some names down too. So I'll just throw them out there and then we could talk about them. But uh, you did mention a couple of them like like Harold and, and Jay Crowder and guys like that. But as far as big men are concerned, I think there's a, plenty of good big men. Lou, you mentioned Ibaka, one of the names I had down. Marcus Saul, Dwight, although I'm, I'm pretty sure Dwight will probably end up re-signing with the Lakers if they offer him something. Drummond. Drummond's tough because I don't know where the Cavaliers stand, whether they're going to throw him the max contract or not. Yeah, there's Tristan Thompson, Hassan Whiteside. Like The list goes on and on. So I definitely think the Celtics should look into signing a big guy as opposed to trading for one. And then as far as, you know, just like you said, Lou Bench guys, uh, again, I have a ton of names. There's uh, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Harris, 
Rodney Hood, Evan Turner, Wesley Matthews again. So there's no shortage, especially this year in free agency. So I think package Hayward or do something where you can get rid of the contract, I think is their biggest thing, because then you can sign a Rodney Hood and a Wesley Matthews. You know what I mean? For the price that you have Hayward signed. So I think, like you said, Lou, just adding depth to that bench, because that's, you know, that's one of the biggest things in the NBA now, especially is, is that bench depth and having a good, solid, you know, second unit to come in. So just signing guys like that and one legitimate big, it doesn't have to be a scoring big, just a big that's going to get you 8 to 10 points, a block, and like 13, 14 rebounds a game. Someone like a Tristan Thompson, like I said. It's just, yes. There's, there's, yes. So, there's so many options out there. You know what I mean? The free agency market this, this offseason is loaded. So Danny Ainge got to get on the phone and stop making moves. All of that is definitely important. But one thing I would say, with the whole Oladipo thing is I really don't want to be in the situation where we have to deal uh, with injuries again. I mean, after going from Kyrie to Hayward and now Kemba was, I mean, I know we finished the playoff strong, but he was kind of banged up throughout the course of this year too. I definitely want to try and avoid, you know, the players that haven't had the best luck as, as far as injuries go. I think if, if that was a move though, to get Oladipo in, um, and get Hayward's contract out, I would definitely be on the side of that. And the reason why I think I go in more of that direction is because I think Oladipo's contract probably isn't as much as Hayward's. And I know that there's a, a chance that he could either possibly get an extension if it works out. But on the opposite end of that, we did have a bunch of guards when Kyrie was here, Rosier was here. We still had Tatum, Brown, and Smart. I mean, that rotation really didn't, not that it didn't work, but it, it became troublesome at the end. Um, and I know that there was a lot of selfish play in that with Rozier and Kyrie there. But just trying to avoid some of the similar problems we had, obviously getting a, a splashy five would be ideal. And I think everybody would want that. Um, but you guys did toss out a lot of interesting names. And I, I definitely think that someone like Serge Ibaka would be a great fit for the Celtics. And one big thing. And Danny Ainge, please listen to me. Please. We have three picks this year. Move them. There is no one player in this draft that will make as big of a change to this team as they think. I know the 13 pick is, I'm pretty sure is statistically, usually the best player in the draft with guys like Tyler Hero in that class. But it's like, dude, every year we draft new guys. It's like, what did Romeo Langford do this year? You know what I mean? What did, what did Waters do? Grant Williams was okay. Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards, too. Robert Williams, too. I mean, from a couple of years ago, like, I mean, he still hasn't been what we thought he would be. Move the picks. You are young. You don't need any young guys coming in. You need to bring in somewhat playoff experience that's ready for the big time. It just is what it is. I don't know who you could get with those picks, but I mean, man. Like, even if we could get a guy like Drew Holiday, who's going to be the, the second best defender on the team, if not the first, who's not going to cost you a ton of money, who's a great leader, and a veteran in the league. It, I would trade a first-round pick for Drew Holiday today, sign the deal, see you later. I'd send more than one. It's just ridiculous, dude. I love Ainge, but, man, they're so nervous people to this team, which is why they didn't make a trade at the deadline. And it cost us. It really did bring in one or two more pieces would be great. And even if we traded for a guy like Gallinari, who would be a one-off and he'd be gone next season, that still would have been another guy that can space the floor. It, it just frustrates me deeply that we're going to draft another 20-year-old who, who doesn't even have room to grow on a team. Guys, it was definitely interesting talking ball. 
I mean, we'll see what happens with the NBA Finals going forward. But that's going to wrap things up. If you guys want to catch up on some more basketball, go to sensesandbox.net. Check out our articles. We got those coming. I have a Celtics one done. Kev's giving us an article uh, next week. But other than that, guys, make sure to check out our fantasy rankings, our NFL games of the week, and our NFL Week 3 impressions. Leave us that five-star review, guys. Since the Sandbox, we out.